Hello and welcome to another episode of That Blind Ass Podcast and a very special bonus episode at the end of the Blind Sports Series. If you haven't already, please go and check out the Blind Sports Series where I've spoken to people who play football, rugby, tip uh, and tandem cycling and gobble. Let's escape my mind there. But today in this bonus episode, you may have heard this name a few times if you listen to the podcast at the beginning when I speak about it as they sponsor the podcast. Um, and that is the amazing guys at FC Sensory, a relatively new blind football club based in Coventry, the city where I grew up. And I'm very delighted to say that I've got Bernie on today with us to talk about it a bit more. Bernie, how are you? Fine, thank you. Thanks. And f- thank you for, for taking time out of your, your day to talk Not to Not a problem. So... Well, for starters, how how are you? How's how's life? As I ask everyone. Yeah, it's um it's okay. It's hectic. Um appointments to the hospital with Dave and new glasses and you know, eye tests and all that. So it's been a few hectic. We did manage to get away at the end beginning of October to the Isle of Wight for two weeks, which was lovely just to get away and rest and scruffed the dog um, loved the beach and the sea so it was just mm. yeah we were all okay got our christmas tree up yesterday so dave's in festive mood <laughs> we've literally just got ours delivered today so I'm, I'm fully on board with that so that's, that's fair enough so obviously i've uh i've got yourself on to talk about fc um sensory a like i said a, a football club for blind and visually impaired people in coventry and the surrounding areas but before it kind of was born, I suppose, where did this idea come from? From was it yourself or was it was it Dave as well? Or was it um it was really Dave. He um had to obviously stop playing disability football on a Tuesday night because yes, they were willing to adapt, but he was the only blind or visually impaired person there. So it was really hard for him to sort of enjoy the moments because he couldn't see the ball. And with the floodlights, it was just near impossible for him. Um, and we got talking to someone. I can't remember who it was now. And they said, why don't we set up our own team? So we thought about it. Because, you know, there was nowhere for Dave to continue playing football or any sports. It was just like you're blind or you're visually impaired, here's your information, that's it. You get a bit of help from the council Mm. um, with their visually impaired department. And the lady we had was lovely. And she only comes out for so long, gives him some sticks to get used to, and that's it really. So we had the idea to set up a football club and he called it FC Sensory. Um, I think we'd say up in May and we'd had help originally from Country City Council's community funding. They gave us a grant which enabled us to start playing the getting the first equipment and booking the first couple of match um sessions. Um we went to the British Sport Open Day at King Henry the Apes. I think they had it in the end of July. It might have been mid-July. And we put some posters out because originally we thought, oh, it's going to be for adults. 
Mm. you know just as an adult if or if we can get adults together it might just help bring people together make friends more socialization but we had a phone call a few weeks later of a lady whose son's visually impaired and she said do you know anywhere in commentary for kids um and we said no but we had a couple of days to think about it and they remembered he had a coaching course done with star blues and community um when he was going to mentor they suggested to him and he did the kid option so he'd already done the coaching side so we phoned her back and said look we'll put it on for kids um we're already dbs checked because we run sensory room on match days mm-hmm. um so we put a poster together and we had three kids turn up to the first session and the feedback was they really enjoyed it. Thank you for putting it on because it's something that, that there's nowhere in Coventry and what we for them. Yeah. And it's just really grown from there. We've had two kids that have come to every session and they're lovely. And to see them develop and enjoy themselves, it's just brilliant. No, that's, that's, um, that's, that's one of the best things in it, to see kids who, you know, might not realise that football was even a possible thing for when they've lost their sight either a bit or entirely to then realise that they can do it and they can actually enjoy themselves doing it. Oh, definitely. Um, I think Dave enjoys it as well. It's given him now a new purpose. Um, his mental health really suffered and he started becoming a recluse again. Um, before mentor, he didn't go out for six years. Hmm. And his mental health last year when he lost his eyes, I really took a battering. So this has given him a purpose. It's given him sort of, I can do something. I can make a difference. And I think Mm. that's that's all we want to do is if it develops into something good, great. If they just want to have a kick around and have sessions and enjoy themselves, great too. It's just people coming together to realise they're actually not alone. There are kids with the same issues that other mm-hmm. kids have and yes you can do sports you can do football you can improve you can go on to do something and i think that's the main aim is just to bring people together yeah and if if something comes of the like the actual football side of things then it's just, it's just a bonus i suppose isn't it exactly if it then we get more and more people and it develops a team we can look at you know other options i think the nearest team in the midlands for adults is west brom yeah and there's nowhere you can get kids to go on an evening or even adults to go on an evening to west brom that are blind and visually impaired might not (laughs) might be on their own don't have a partner that drives and relies on public transport there's no way you know it's just you're blind you're visually impaired that's it yeah when we looked into it we realized that if you're deaf, you can play mainstream football, not an issue. But when you're blind or visually impaired, it's like, all right, we can adapt. But, you know, you find that you'll be left out a bit more or you might get, you know, how you get people caught up in the emotions. You might find that if you miss a pass because you can't see it, you might get the players shout at you or the manager shout at you. Whereas mm. what we've done is created more as like an equal footing. Everyone's on the same site and we adapt accordingly to their site levels you know we've got balls with the bowels on which are yeah. brilliant and the kids are loving it and which is just the aim really yeah and that, that is that's one of the best things you can see in it is, is kids just enjoying themselves you know 
they've got all these consoles and mobile phones these days, but I don't think nothing beats just being outdoors and whether it's kicking a ball about or whatever it is outdoors, just smiling on your face and enjoying yourself with other kids. Exactly. Yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, I think I was lucky to grow up being outdoor, being a bit of a tomboy, you know, playing with the boys and playing football and climbing trees and stuff like that. But, you know, I didn't have mobiles until I started university. That's when mobiles came out, you know, and computers. And mm. But like you said, there's so much technology the kids have these days, but just to get them out for that hour in the fresh air, yeah, it's just it's just fun. You know, I enjoy myself. I find myself smiling, even though I don't really get involved. I just find myself smiling and in seeing Dave enjoy himself and him happy. That's the main thing. 100%. Yeah, that, that is what it's... We go on about it like Danny. It's these days. It's your mental health and just having something to focus on and have a routine around does make that big difference. Even if it's just is an hour every Saturday, it gives you something to look forward to on a Monday and so on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we fit it around match days. Um, obviously, we're up on a Saturday at the arena, but because Cover not home until January the thirteenth on a Saturday now. We're doing. We did a session just Saturday, just on, and we're doing a session the Saturday coming. Um, so we can sort of put on more sessions now. We've got a lot refunding. It was like, okay, we've only got mm. so much money left. Can we put any more sessions on? So it's lovely that we've got more funding. Um, yeah. So hopefully we can attract more people and just grow it. Really. Mm. You mentioned um, the national library funding there. How? How much of a help was that? And when you found out that you you've been selected to have that, it's it was amazing. I think the application went back in back in August, and you sort of forget about it. You know, you just it you don't they don't notify you, and that it's a progressing or anything like that. They just and then we got the email last Monday to say that we got the email and the funding, and it was just incredible. It was like mm. shot, and it's only just sinking in now that we've actually got nine thousand nine hundred eighty pound, you know, and Massive. so much it is on like Dave's got a bus pass, so I rely on buses as well. So it's a bus pass for me, been able to just go out and purchase. So it's like, oh my god, I've got a year's bus pass, and you know, whereas before it was like bus fare to go up to a session. Yeah, um, to get the football shirts for the kids as well to be able to sort of. Now, when we send them to them on Saturday, it's going to be nice that they're part of something. And yeah, we can put on more sessions instead of thinking, you know, we've only got enough for five sessions left, you know. And it's all the other stuff as well you got to think about, like insurance and first aid and all that. And it's, it's a bit overwhelming, but exciting at the same time. Yeah, 100%. And that, that is, I think there's some you say there about the bus passes and actually like I think a lot of people forget that obviously you need money to buy the equipment and to have the facilities to carry out the sessions but yeah. the people who put the sessions on in the first place say yourself and and Dave like you, you need to get there like and if obviously if you don't have a car and you rely on public transport that costs money and the whole thing that comes with that so that's another thing I think it, it kind of gets forgotten about and when it is dealt with, it it makes a massive difference and probably takes a lot of stress and pressure off yourself and Dave. It has, it really has. Um, I think the only issue now I've got is my stress myself is managing it all and making sure I record everything and 
all the expenses, all the receipts, photos, mm. so that should the lottery want a, or an update, yeah. I'd have to give it to them, you know, properly. Yeah. I think I'm lucky I've got a business degree so I can sort of do spreadsheet and finance and stuff like that. But mm. I'm a bit rusty in that area. So it's a little bit, right, what do I need to do next? And how do I need to mm. record this? And to be fair, the guy at the council we've got, Sean, he's been brilliant. He came and saw met us on Saturday and he said, any help you need, just let me know and he'll help us through it all, which is nice. Yeah, it's great. And you mentioned it was so there that, as I've just found out earlier there, and I think you guys as well, that Coventry City Football Club, I should say, have allowed you guys to, or the kids to wear the Coventry City kits, which is, I think, amazing. It, it is. It's, I mean... Sky Blues and Sky Blues and Community have really helped Dave. Um, he did the video for Mentor with them when it first started. And yeah. they helped him just get out and about, helped his mental health. He was going every week to the sessions, really helped him. And then they had the idea of the sensory room at Country City Football Ground. Yeah. And they suggested that Dave run it as a thank you for um, doing everything for Mentor. So he started doing that. And then when he lost his sight, they suggested I come in with with him so that I can help. And to be honest, it's 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 brilliant. I can't mm. thank Skybridge and the community or Country City enough for the work they do and for the work in the community and for helping both of us, really, because we were both at an impasse, really, and we really struggled to sort of do stuff together because... He, he doesn't like going out on his own now because of so many obstacles, cars mm. on pavements, wheelie bins. You know, there's just so many people that just don't think when they park on a pavement that other yeah. people come across. But doing the sensory room together and it's just the amount of families that we've seen, the people, the kids, just to be able to give them the options and the relaxation, knowing their kids are safe if they want to watch the football. Um, yeah. So I can't thank both of them enough. Dave sent an email to Jodie Jones, um, stating of everything, and she came back and said, yeah, she spoke to the head of brand management, and they gave us permission to use the top kits, which is going to do wonders for both the club and us. Yeah, 100%. And and, and the kids as well, like we said it just before we started recording, that the kids will get to put on a Coventry City kit and I think like you said a minute ago it gives them a sense of belonging and almost a connection even if they don't support the club a connection to a you know a, a championship level professional football club in the city you know and you never know we might get a few new supporters out of it yeah or vice versa like you might you might have people who just I don't know have either never heard of blind football or never really bothered paying any attention to it and see some kids wearing cough kits playing it and think you know this, this deserves a bit more attention or I might want to give my own services or you know support in whatever way to you guys oh definitely yeah you know we put the session on for free so there's no cost to any parents or anyone um, so we just want people to come along and have fun really um, mm. you know obviously the more players the better the sessions can be we just want them to have fun and make friends and yeah ultimately it's going to help them long term i think if they socialize early on definitely and i, I can 
echo that 100% growing up in Coventry myself and obviously having a quite severe um, visual impairment I yeah I dipped into like disability sport here and there at colleges and stuff like that but it was never it was never visually impaired slash blind focused it was you know pan disability I suppose you can say yeah and it's it's not the same like you just don't connect with it because you know everyone's different and everyone has different ability levels and and what have you so to have a place where you know as a visually impaired child can go where they there is other visually impaired children and play a sport that they love it's it it, yeah you can't really put into words how much difference it is making and will make in their long-term kind of development definitely i mean i had i was lucky enough to um go to Whitley Abbey school growing up and we had we had deaf kids in the class and I learned sign language so I was able to help them and I think to see what they went through back then and but like you said there's there's nothing you can't do in Warwickshire for blind or visually impaired we reached out to the resource centre for the blind but unfortunately the older it's catered towards the older adults yeah I've been there before yeah it's yeah and which they're is not really interested, which is the no. same. Yeah, it's, it's it's one of those things where, and it it to, I think to people like me, yourself, and and Dave, and other people, like when it comes to disability and putting on things for children with disabilities, especially children with disabilities, when it comes to putting on these clubs or you know support sessions, whatever it is, working together is like just to me and probably to yourself and Dave, like the obvious thing to do. Like the more people working on one thing, the better it's going to be, and the more you know exposure it gets. Yeah, definitely. If you tailor something to someone's individual needs, the better you are. Whereas if you just group all disabilities into one, you know, lump sum or yeah. lump group, you're not tailoring anything. You're just lumping them. Oh, you got a disability. Here's your session. Yeah. Get on and do it. Whereas we're lucky because Dave's registered blind as well. Mm-hmm. He knows some of the problems they face. Yeah, and that, that's, that's it. You've been able to relate. And even if you are older or younger, you've been able to relate and recognising that, see, if one kid, has, one kid or someone has an issue, you may have lived experience of that issue and on the spot can just go, try this, and it works, you know? Exactly. He's He's got... He's experiencing what they are experiencing. I mm. mean, he grew up with poor eyesight anyway. Hardly any eyesight in his right eye and poor in his left. So now the right eye's gone completely and he's got like a 10 pence piece right in the centre of his left. So he's always had visual problems growing up. And he said at school they didn't... He had support for the first primary school and then secondary school. He was just left to cope on his own. Yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Being from from covers, especially as well. Oh, exactly. You know, you know, you grow up and you're not. Your skills are not tailored to you. It's just academic. You know, mm. I was lucky enough to do GMVQs, which were brilliant because yeah. it was more experience based, which. You know, when I was at school, I never talked about going to university. Mm-hmm. But going to college, it actually, they taught that, yes, I can go to university. Yes, I can do this and I can do that. 
but at school because I wasn't very bright. I was put in the lowest classes. So it was never taught about going to university and what you could do. Yeah, yeah that is it, yeah. It's, and yourself and Dave are doing great things, like for Coventry, you know, and Warwickshire, the surrounding areas. Um, but f- for yourself and Dave then and, and FC Century, where where is it you'd like to take it? Like, obviously, getting more kids involved is the main aim. But beyond yeah. that, where would you like to go? I think it would be nice if we could put a team together and maybe start competing in, I don't know, if there's national blind leagues for kids. But yeah. I think it's start something. Like, you know, start a, you know, a league for blind and visual pair teams for kids. You know, compete with, like, the West Brom and Birmingham and, slowly get the word out that visually impaired and blind people can play football and they can Mm. be really good at it if they're just given the time and the effort in not just oh you're blind and visually impaired here you are yeah that's that's it it's it's it's, you you said i actually don't know myself if there's one for i I know there's definitely one for um you know adult age i think it's like 16 or over or 18 or over yeah um, because so you've got West Brom, like you said, you've got um, there's one Merseyside, there's one near me in um in Hereford, um, and there's a couple dotted around the country. I think I think they have like a league where it's like four teams, six yeah. teams, but yeah, for some for kids would be would be great, and you know the, the more clubs like yourselves pop up in cities where they they just don't exist, then the closer you know everyone's going to get to that kind of end goal. Exactly, and that I think that's the aim is to sort of nationalise it so that you know, well, there is stuff that blind and visually impaired can do. There is football teams out there that kids all over the country can join. Yeah, and I think also a, a pretty cool thing I think would be when it comes to like doing these sessions for kids is is making them realise and showing them the the potential. Like I've spoke to um. England blind football players who, you know, travel the world and take part in European championships and World Cups and just, you know, playing blind football and the opportunities to get off the back of that are just amazing. So, like, the possibilities are endless, really. Yeah, I think that's the aim. It's really just to get recognition for blind and visually impaired people that there is a football team and then there is stuff. You can play football. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, as that. long as people are willing to put time and effort in. That's all it takes. Start one session, promote it. You never know. You think there'd be more, but it's almost like a forgotten disability. It is, mostly, yeah. I, I, I agree with that in, in uh, a lot of it, yeah. But then in the same time, it, it takes for people like yourself and and Dave to, to recognise that. So I've got massive respect for both of you and and diving into the deep end really even you know like you said you, you're not you're not used to some fits but you just you're doing and you're learning and you know at the end of the day it's making kids and people who haven't got opportunity that opportunity to to do things and just enjoy themselves on a on a regular basis so you know fair play to us really thank you it, it's you know it's still scary 
Um, I'm sure it is, yeah. <laughs> but I think we'll get used to it over time. We've yeah, got a year sure, to yeah. spend this lottery money, so we're going to be putting <laughs> on a lot of sessions. Yeah, that's it, innit? It's all about just, just going for it and see where you end up. Um, exactly. That's the main aim. If, so if, uh, if people who are listening who either are in Coventry or Warwickshire or just around the country and want to just show their support in whatever way, whether it's just generally sh- sh- getting the word out there or financially, what what can people do? And also, where can people find you for, for sessions and information? Yes, um, we're on Facebook and Twitter, FC Sensory, if you just search them. Um, the email address is there, my phone number's there, so they can always contact me. Um, our next session's this Saturday, uh, 25th of November, uh, between 12 and 1 at the Excel Leisure Centre in Coventry. Um, which, anyone which part is, of Coventry is that, if you don't mind asking? Toy Hill area. Oh, okay, um, yeah. It's number 18 bus and a short walk, if that helps oh, yeah. anyone. Guide dogs are welcome. Guides and assistance dogs are welcome. Right, so I mean, just as many people as possible, whether you're taking part, you just yeah. want to just have a, have a gander at it, really. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyone can get in touch with me. It's not a problem. My phone number's on the posters, on the information. Dave will put out another Facebook post about Saturday's session coming up so people can see it. Um, we've got posters going to the guide dogs. Got a mm-hmm. lovely lady there called Lydia, and she's gonna we're gonna do new posters. Um, and we're gonna send them to her, and she's gonna put them up. We've had a couple of people contact us from stalls, and that's how people are finding us at the moment through the stalls through mm-hmm. their yeah, that's a good place. Team. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's, it's quite good actually. You've got the guide dogs national center just down the road in Leamington, haven't you? So yeah, that's that's always a, a helping hand. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we've been lucky um really with the support we've been getting from outside um so we welcome girls boys you name it anyone's really welcome awesome and yeah i'll encourage anyone to just even just even if it's just simply following the guys on facebook or, or twitter to just support them and show them as as much support as possible whether it's sharing the posts or finding a way to support them financially or or actually physically attending the sessions um, or just spreading the word. So, yeah, thank you, Bernie, for coming on. I want to say a massive thank you to you and Dave for also sponsoring the podcast because um, well, I put a post out a couple of months ago asking for anyone who wants to sponsor the podcast so I can be able to um, pay for, for Zoom, which allows me to record the podcast. And Dave was one of the people to reach out and and offer to offer to do so so a massive thank you to both of you guys for supporting me as well um and Not i'll i'll just continue to toot your horn i suppose the the fc century <laughs> horn to spread the wording just yeah just grow it as much as possible um yeah, yeah. so yeah thank you bernie for coming on it's been no a, worries been a, thank you ever so much for it's been a, um pleasure. inviting me <laughs> it's been a it's been a pleasure talking to you um I hope people listening have enjoyed listening just as much as I have been talking to Bernie. If you want to find myself, you can at that blind ad on Twitter or TBL at TBL Media UK for the podcast account. Make sure you check out the previous previous episodes of the Blind Sports series and all the series before that. Subscribe, follow on your chosen platforms. 
Thank you for listening and we'll catch you very soon.